anyone who looks at their heating bill, wants to build a house for their family, or simply goes to the supermarket, will notice that there is a common trend in all these areas, namely an upwards trajectory in prices. Everything has become more expensive. The reason for this is the current high inflation throughout Europe. According to Eurostat, the statistical office of the European Union, the annual inflation rate in the eurozone for March 2023 is at 6.9%, with some countries having to deal with inflation of over 15%. For months, the European Central Bank, along with EU officials and national governments, has been trying to get inflation under control. What the situation means for workers and why trade unions are calling for a different strategy from the ECB is the subject of today's episode of We Work Europe, the podcast of the European Centre for Workers' Questions. of ECB President Christine Lagarde regularly graces the news. Often, when it does, it is accompanied with the legend the European Central Bank is raising the key interest rate. The media talk about there having already been a turnaround in interest rates. The key interest rate determines the conditions by which banks can borrow money from the central banks. For almost six years, the key interest rate set by the ECB was 0%. In that case, the business banks could borrow money from the ECB without paying any interest. The banks passed on this fact to their customers with correspondingly low interest rates when granting loans. At the same time, interest rates on savings were very low. Until the summer of 2022. By that time, the worst phase of the pandemic seemed to be over. Formerly disrupted supply chains were recovering. But, in the meantime, war was raging in Ukraine. In February of that year, Russia had invaded the country on the Black Sea. This also has had an impact on the European economy. The price of fossil fuel energy has risen. This, in turn, has affected our food prices – but not only in the supermarket, says Jordi Schroeder-Bosk. When energy costs rise, uh, this really affects food prices for several reasons. One, uh, food production is very energy intensive. Two, <laughs> energy costs then pass through to high transport costs. We know that fertilizers use natural gas as a, as a primary input, which then affects food prices. When energy prices rise, there is a higher demand for, for biofuels which increases the prices of substitutable crops, like corn, for example. Jordi Schroederbosk is an economist at Positive Money Europe, a non-profit research organisation that aims to reform the monetary system. He and his team follow developments of the economy in Europe. While the inflation rate in the eurozone was between 0.2 and 3.7% over the past two decades, it rose to 8.4% last year alone. This circumstance has forced the ECB to act. In that summer of 2022, the time had come. On the 27th of July, it raised the key interest rate from 0 to 0.5%. 
Then it raised it again, and again, and again, a total of six times in less than a year. Currently, the key interest rate is at 3.5%. We are aiming for the interest rate with which the medium-term inflation target of 2% can be achieved, Lagarde told Latvian news portal Delphi in October last year. You never fight inflation, just affecting inflation. By this, Jordi Schroeder-Bosk means the following. If the ECB raises the key interest rate, this makes borrowing more expensive for both consumers and companies, which in turn leads to less consumption and less investment. Ultimately, the demand for products falls. If demand falls, prices also fall, and consequently, so does inflation. The ECB is justifying its actions with the fact that the economy is overheated and must now cool down. Critics such as Jordi Schroeder-Bosk and Isabella Weber of the University of Massachusetts say that this strategy is actually exacerbating the current situation. Inflation is triggered by selective price increases for goods. For example, gas. Many households have gas heating. When it gets cold in winter, people have no choice but to turn up the heating. So reducing demand will be difficult. While fossil fuel companies are making record profits at the moment, not only because of high demand, but also because production costs have dropped for them, the poorer parts of the population in particular are suffering from inflation. Less investment also means that companies are cutting jobs rather than expanding and creating new ones. To counteract this and find socially acceptable solutions, trade union representatives from all over Europe met at ESA's Brussels conference in March 2023. Among them is Joseph Touvenel from the Confédération Française des Travailleurs Chrétiens, CFTC, an ESA member. He is concerned at the continuous increase in the key interest rate. There's a big risk with the current monetary policy of the European Central Bank. It doesn't seem to take into account the social and economic impact as well as the impact on companies. The ECB's main task is price stability. That is its so-called first mandate. In addition, it can support the European Union in the economic objectives of full employment, sustainable development and economic growth, as long as this does not endanger price stability, because that has top priority. In view of the current situation, many are calling for the ECB to pay more attention to these secondary tasks i.e. the second mandate. This also applies to political representatives. Every year, the ECB presents its annual report to the European Parliament. In this document, the bank gives an overview of its tasks and activities and presents its strategy for the coming year. This was also the case in February 2023, when MEP Rasmus Andreessen from the Green Party in Germany led negotiations to draft a resolution outlining the Parliament's position on the ECB's annual report. 
We hope to set a precedent with this year's report and establish a new tradition that the European Parliament may continuously provide the ECB with democratic guidance and recommendations on how to interpret its secondary mandate. There are more possibilities to raise those questions, like, for example, in the Monetary Dialogue, the Economic and Monetary Affairs Committee is organizing on a regular basis, all with different kind of plenary debates. In these negotiations, the European Parliament and the ECB agreed that the ECB should address in its annual report how its monetary policy has affected society. Andreessen also instructed the ECB to consider the impact of higher interest rates on the EU's green objectives. The resolution is not legally binding, but represents a first for the ECB, which until now has seen itself as independent and far from political interference. Jordi Schroeder-Bosk welcomes the report, but at the same time considers it vague. He has concrete proposals for the ECB. The key interest rate should be set at different levels. This means that you set different interest rates depending on, on the projects that the credit is going. So you would set a lower interest rate for green projects, for example. Because we know that uh, rising interest rates affect green investments much more than, than, than fossil fuel investments. So, or you would even decide that, that fossil fuel like bonds, things like that, uh, could not be used in, in, in the ECB refinancing operations, meaning that these type of bonds could not be used as collateral. But... Relying on the ECB as a miracle cure for inflation is too simplistic. Joseph Touvenel wants to hold companies and governments responsible. He is campaigning for this within his trade union. At the national level, we work mainly on the minimum wage so that it is raised nationally. We are a Christian social organization. Our goal is always a dignified wage so that everyone can live in dignity from their work and their wages. But there is not only the question of wages, but also the question of social security. It is also important that people keep access to the health system so that, for example, contributions do not explode, or that there is help so that people can continue to go to the dentist, go to the doctor, have an operation. People don't think about it much, but we deal with it intensively, because in a household it is anything but neutral. Some economists fear that higher wages could fuel inflation. They speak of a wage price spiral. Others think this is a myth. Jordi Schroeder-Bosk suggests that politicians should provide targeted relief. Inflation is not the same for everyone. It depends on what you consume. And when you see what people consume in different income designs, you see that it's lower incomes who are worse affected, meaning that they have higher inflation. This means that you need to redistribute and, and make sure that that people that have lower incomes are able to, to go through this, this situation. Governments could, for example, introduce price breaks for certain goods, let's say gas, or reduce or even suspend VAT on food until the situation has eased. Looking to the future, it makes sense to move away from fossil fuel dependence, says Rasmus Andreessen of the Green Party. 
This is up to the energy ministers and to the European Commission to ensure that there will be enough safe, climate-friendly and cheap energy in the future. And small and medium-sized enterprises, which are struggling right now, should also be relieved, says Joseph Tuvenel. There are companies, small companies, that will be obliged to go into debts at the time of the crisis. Credit is too expensive, and so they close down. They go bankrupt, and now we are starting to see bankruptcies. So is this going to be a mass phenomenon? I don't hope so, but I fear it will. Although there is a high degree of urgency, the next steps by the ECB and policymakers must be well considered. Inflation must not rise further, and neither should the EU slip into recession. Jobs must be protected, but long-term measures must also be taken to make the European area more crisis-proof in the future. Trade unions play the role of guardians of workers here. With the resolution of February 2023, new possibilities were initiated to question the ECB's monetary policy. What impact this will actually have remains to be seen. And that brings us to the end of this episode of We Work Europe. If you like We Work Europe, do give us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Also, If you have any interesting topics or feedback for us, just contact isa at isa.org. We Work Europe is the podcast from ESA, the European Centre for Workers' Questions, which receives financial support from the European Union. This podcast was narrated by me, Rebecca Sharp. Script and production by Escucha, Audio Identity.